welcome to another edition of Higher Ground. I'm Ken Robinson. Our program is a service of the Akron Area Association of Churches and the Akron Area Interfaith Council. Boy, do we have a show for you today. You know, so often when we think about black music, we think about rap or urban contemporary. But do you ever think about steel drum music? You know, steel drum music is very popular in the Caribbean, and it's being kept alive here in the Akron area thanks to Shelley Irvine and a group called Tropical Winds. Glad you could be with us on the show today, Shelley. It's good to be here, Ken. Well, you have the only steel drum band in this region? Well, sort of the only professional steel band in this region. Uh, the University of Akron was the first steel drum band in this area, and it was originally a branch of the University of Illinois steel drum band. Our professor, Dr. Larry Snyder, who teaches drums here at the university, started his steel drum band back in 1980, and since then, we've branched off that and played professionally. Mm -hmm. How did you get involved in uh, steel drum music? Um, as being part of a, uh, your percussion major program at the university, not only do you have to be in like a symphony orchestra and marching band and percussion ensemble, Dr. Snyder thinks it's uh, a good part of your studies to study steel drum. Mm -hmm. And so it's a, it's a mandatory requirement to be a percussion major if you want to graduate. You have to be in the steel drum band. Aha. It's a kind of a special kind of music, isn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's one that we really enjoy. Um, it's, it's really dance music is what it is. Down in Trinidad, all the natives like to uh, dance the calypso or the soca, as they call it these days. Calypso has really seen its heyday. The style that's really predominant down on the islands now is called uh, soca, which is a blend of soul music and calypso together. Oh, my goodness. Now, you, you've been to Trinidad, haven't you? Yeah, uh, we've been twice. Uh, Ron and I got down there in 87 when the university took their first field trip. And then we liked it so much, after we graduated, we went down for seven weeks and played in uh, their carnival mm -hmm. with a steel drum band. Just how popular is steel drum music uh, around the Caribbean? Well, particularly on the islands of Trinidad and Tobago, which are the home of steel drums, um, it's very, very prevalent. Almost everyone plays in a steel drum band. Mm. Um, now, steel drums have filtered up through the northern islands of the Caribbean as, as time has come on. Um, I think they originated in the 30s. There's quite a few theories of exactly when they started and how they started. But through our studies of going down to the island and asking a lot of people, we think to have zeroed in sometime around 1930s is when the first steel drum originated. And since that point on the island of Trinidad, it's just been filtering up through the Caribbean and it's, it's reached all the way up into North America now and even England. Mm. Now, I understand that this form of music was created when uh, steel drums, steel oil drums were left behind. And <laughs> that's, that's correct. There were a lot of extra oil uh, drums left on the beaches, and a lot of the, the natives down there in Trinidad aren't, uh, I, I would say, economically uh, rich by our standards, mm -hmm. and they can't afford a lot of the regular musical instruments, at least they couldn't back in the 30s and 40s in particular. and. Um, <clears throat> Several guys, as, as they were playing for their carnival bands, you know, the bands of people masquerading, dressed up in costumes, will parade through the streets for carnival, mm -hmm. and they need some music to back that up. Mm -hmm. And they had their traditional African instruments like kungas and bongos and instruments like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, one guy who was pounding on a can found out that if you would dent the top of it, you could get a real a pinched sound out of it. Mm -hmm. And several guys uh, worked on their own experimentation versions of trying to get different notes out, 
And the first guy that actually tuned a scale is his name is Ellie Minetti. Mm -hmm. And he's still alive and living out in San Francisco right now, still making steel drums, and he makes some really fine quality instruments. But since that first point that he got that scale out, it's really come into a revolutionized state where you can play in all 12 keys. Mm -hmm. Well, they may look like steel drums, but they are fine-tuned musical instruments. Let's hear a little bit of a music here. Okay. Uh, the selection we're going to play first is called Soka Pressure. And it's by a famous Calypsonian whose name is Mighty Sparrow. And this is sort of our adaptation of a version that a friend of ours did. <laughs> and so this is Soka Pressure. All right, and here's Shelley Irvine and Tropical Winds. Thank you. 
my, my, my. <laughs> That's got to be about the, uh, one of the happiest sounds around. It's hard not to dance when you hear uh, that kind of music. Right. Uh, we, we do a, a lot of playing up in the Cleveland area, and we play at a restaurant called, I don't know if I can get this plug in there, sure. Coconut Joe's Island Cafe on Friday and Saturday nights <laughs> with a, a duo version of this band, and we get a lot of comments that, boy, you guys just dance away up there. And you, it, it's hard not to dance when you hear just the, especially the sound, the rhythm's coming from the drum set. Mm -hmm. It uh, just makes you want to move. Mm -hmm. Is steel drum music kind of like vying for popularity in North America with uh, reggae music? Um, not really. In fact, most people associate reggae with the steel drums. Whenever we show up uh, for performance, people say, oh, great reggae music from, from Jamaica. And we do our best to educate them about the true home and the origins of the steel drums, which is Trinidad again. Mm -hmm. And um, we do some reggae music, but I think as far as popularity is concerned, I think reggae still has more of a hold you know, on, on the pop scene. Mm -hmm. I think it's due to marketing more than anything, because when people, when we introduce our friends to it up here and, and play some soca recordings and calypso for our friends, mm -hmm. they really like it. And uh, if you can remember a couple years back, a guy by the name of Bu Buster Poindexter had uh -huh. one called Hot, Hot, Hot. Mm -hmm. And that was just a calypso from Trinidad, and, and people, people really liked it up here. Mm -hmm. Well, do you think uh, uh, steel drum music is going to, to really have an impact on uh, mainstream American music in the near future? Well, I don't know about mainstream uh, as, as far as being in like rock and roll as we know it, like maybe heavy metal or I don't know as much rap, but I know it is getting into jazz. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a steel drummer by the name of Andy Norell who's on the Wyndham Hill label who puts out a lot of his own albums and plays with other recording artists. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's been some steel drums on pop music. I remember uh, just the two of us. Uh, Grover Washington had a, a steel drum player that his name was Othello. And uh, it's it's slowly filtering into all the different different areas of mm. styles. Mm -hmm. Do you think uh, the American public uh, needs to be more aware of uh, other musical uh, musical art forms uh, around the world? As a matter of fact. Oh sure, it's it's that way everywhere. We found that down in Trinidad, uh, they they really like what's going on in the United States. They listen to, to American radio as well as their calypsos, and I, I wish it would be that way up here where we listen to <laughs> our music and their calypsos too. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the, the steel drums, uh, now to me, they look very hard to play, but, you know, I mean, you are handling them with, with ease. You make it look so easy. Uh, are they difficult to learn how to play? Um, not really. It's, if you have some musical skills on another instrument, it's easy to take those note reading skills mm -hmm. and apply them to this, because we, re we read regular sheet music as any other instrument would. Mm -hmm. um, as far as learning where the notes are, it's just a matter of memorizing the different positions on the drums. Mm -hmm. uh, the drum that I have here is called a tenor drum. Okay. I don't know if we can get a shot of this. All right. No. Can we get that? Okay. There we are. Yeah, this is what the inside of a tenor looks like. Uh, get off my mic. Each different section is a different note, and this particular drum at one time had silicone in it and was a flat surface. This, you're looking now at the bottom of the original barrel. Hmm. What the tuner has done has taken a sledgehammer and he's sunk the top of the drum down in like this, mm -hmm. and then he's taken his original pattern that he's come up with for each size of a note, and he's applied that to each area. He'll mark off with a pencil where each note is going to be, then he'll take a chisel in this hand and a hammer in this hand and go right around 
and separate each different note. Mm. And that's what this little area that looks like has been welded right here in the middle, that's actually chisel marks. That's mm. all done by hand. And it's <laughs> really hard to control. <laughs> we took a workshop here that's offered every couple years at the university in the summertime and tried to make a steel drum, and it didn't look or sound anything like these <laughs> instruments. Um, as you can see, each, each different area produces a different tone. Amazing. And our tuner, Cliff Alexis, likes to make his tenor pans in the circle of fifths. Mm -hmm. So you can go right around and all, all play in all 12 keys. You've got E, B, F sharp, C sharp, all the way around, etc. Mm. Play your major scales. All your triads. <laughs> for your music buffs. You know, what's amazing to me is that the sound is so clean and pure, but there's no electricity involved or, right, or anything. You know, these are all acoustic. Oh. We, sometimes we play uh, larger venues, we, we do amplify them just to get some more sound out to the audience, but it's a very loud instrument. Uh, they were designed for the outdoor carnival atmosphere down in Trinidad, and mm -hmm. when you've got thousands of people parading through the streets you know, with their costumes on and dancing, they want to hear some loud music. Mm -hmm. And when we were down there playing for carnival, we played with uh, close to 200 steel drummers. Uh, trying out for this one band called Phase Two Pangroove, which is one of the more popular steel drum bands in Trinidad, and it was amazing how loud <laughs> the band was. Uh, we didn't bring one today, but they have a special instrument in the band called a brake drum, and uh, they'll get some. It's just a regular car brake drum, and you take pieces of metal and hit it, and that rhythm is kind of the backbone of the steel drum band. <laughs> and you don't want to be anywhere close to that brake drum section when they're really playing loud, because <laughs> it's kind of deafening. Um, getting on with the other drums, if you want to do that, talk about the other sure. ones. Sure. You have the now those look like the like oil drums over there. Right. Uh, uh -huh. Th those are called the bass pans that Rich is playing, and um, that's the lowest instrument in the steel drum. The steel drum family is uh, comprised like a, a symphony orchestra, mm -hmm. the, the string sections. Mm -hmm. You've got your basses, and then you've got yet a different size instrument all the way up to the top, which is kind of like what I had here. This mm -hmm. would be comparable to a violin. Mm -hmm. That's comparable to like a cello bass. Mm -hmm. Wanna play something, Rich? Well, the, these here are called the double seconds. It's uh -huh. a version that's slightly lower than the tenor pan, and it plays a lot of the harmonies in the band. This is, you know, melody here. Amazing. Well, I tell you what, we'll uh. We'll take a little break here, and then we'll come back, talk to uh, some of the members of the band, and hear another selection. Okay. All right. We'll be right back, right after this word from the Akron Area Association of Churches. My name is Lloyd O'Keefe. The Akron Area Association of Churches has been the ecumenical witness to Jesus Christ in the greater Akron area since 1947. We welcome all churches in the area to become a member of the Akron Area Association of Churches. Our motto is, honoring diversity, serving in unity. This unity we seek in Jesus Christ is our opportunity to work together towards that end. If you want to join the AAAC, please call us at 535-3112 or write us at the Akron Area Association of Churches, 750 Work Drive, Akron, Ohio, 44320. Thank you. Welcome back to Higher Ground. I'm Ken Robinson, and we are at the University of Akron with Shelley Irvine, leader of Tropical Winds, a section of the University of Akron Steel Band. 
and uh, we're listening to some steel band music and we're talking to uh, uh, Shelly here who's telling us all about the uh, the background behind uh, steel drum band music let's talk to some of the uh, some of the band members you have here let's uh, find out who they are and how they got involved in steel drum band music Hi, my name's Ron Kearns, and I also got involved with it through the university here. I was a percussion major, and like Shelley mentioned earlier, you have to be in the steel drum band if you are a percussion major. And we, like you said, we've kind of gotten into it more than some of the other people who traveled to the island and uh, kind of doing it now for a living. So. It's, 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 you're really into it, really enjoyable, huh? Yes, it's, it's fun music. You know, like to play it. All right. And who do we have on drums back here? I'll just uh, scoot around this way. Chris Hanning and uh, I myself have went to the University of Akron and received my master's degree and like the other guys we played in the band and enjoyed the music very much and the rhythms and played steel drums myself but I kind of like to stay back on the drums and uh, create the rhythms because uh, the grooves that are played in Trinidad are unlike a lot of the contemporary and jazz grooves here in the states so uh, it's a little bit challenging to learn the feel and to try to um, cop the style from the islands. It's what's great fun. The, what's the most difficult, playing the drums or the steel? steel drum? I'd say it's about even. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And over here on uh, the bass drums, I'll let's uh, wander over here. And you are? Hi, my name is Rich Maurer. I'm also a student at the University of Akron. I'm still working on my uh, bachelor's degree, and like the rest of the guys, we just learned it through the university and uh, just playing and trying to make a living at it, too. Okay, and you really, uh, really get into it? Oh, yeah, I love playing it. Is it your favorite kind of music? Or, uh... Yeah, one of my favorite. I like a lot of music, but I feel this, this type of music, this medium, is going to grow, and it, it just gets you. It has such a feeling and drive in the music that you just can't stop and help from playing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. I can't stop... Uh, from listening to it, as a matter of fact. What do you say we uh, hear some more uh, steel drum band music? What selection are you going to play for us uh, this time, uh, Shelley? Uh, this one's going to be Marianne by Harry Belafonte. Okay. And uh, this is kind of an interesting style that they have in Trinidad. It's called rum and coke tunes. Mm -hmm. And whenever we go out and play a, an engagement here in the States, people expect to hear this kind of a song because when you take a trip to the Caribbean, and you're on your cruise ship and you're listening to your little steel drum band playing on there, you'll hear this style of music. And uh, we like to play it. The, the islanders kind of laugh at it. They think it's not really authentic <laughs> steel drum music. But if we don't play this, we usually get beat up when we go out <laughs> and play. So we always try to, to do it. All right. Mary Ann, Shelley Irvine, and the Akron University Steel Drum Band, Trade Winds.
tell you guys have put a lot of work into uh, steel drum music here it's a really uh, it's really paying off and once again give us that plug so people can come out and see you uh, I can give you several plugs several there. plugs oh my goodness <laughs> uh, once again there's uh, a smaller version of this band which we call Pan Harmony mm -hmm. uh, plays up at Coconut Joe's Island Cafe in Euclid which is up by University Circle in Cleveland and that's mm -hmm. every Friday and Saturday nights and uh, that'll be just me and Ron on the, on the two smaller drums here. Mm -hmm. Then we also have Tropical Winds, which is available for parties and any kind of island get-together. It's great. Mm -hmm. uh, this is kind of our slow season because it's a very seasonal thing here in northern Ohio mm -hmm. on steel drums. A lot of people think we uh, disappear when, when the, when the <laughs> wintertime comes along, but we're still around. And uh, the University of Akron is going to be giving their concert on March 29th, and we're going to be featuring our guest soloist, which we, we, will be Boogsy Sharp, uh, Boogsy is kind of the premier pan player in the world today. <laughs> pan is another word for steel drum that the islanders you know, like to call it. They, they have a lot of different names for this style. Uh, Boogsy was kind of a child prodigy. He started to play at the age of three. By the time he was eight, he was teaching a steel drum band. And now that he's 37, he's really a master of all the different steel drums. He can come up to any any different drum in the band and just play a solo that'll knock your socks off. Oh my. <laughs> and he's gonna be, we're gonna be playing a lot of his original compositions. Uh, in fact, we're spending a lot of time right now doing some of his arrangements uh, for the concert. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we're really excited to have him, uh, an artist of his caliber coming to perform with us. Okay. Now, now when you go to Trinidad and, and you play down there, do uh, the natives say, hey, these guys are coming down and they're trying to steal our music? Or do they say, wow, this is really great. Uh, here's, uh, here's our music expanding all over the world. We, we get mixed feelings. Um, some, of, some of the people who, who feel that steel drums are really the only thing that Trinidad really has to be proud of kind of get a little edgy when they see, us, when, when they see North Americans coming down. It doesn't matter you know, who it is. There have been several North Americans. Andy Norell has gone down and played. We've gone down. And there's been some other people from different universities and even Canada to go down and play. And there's, there's mixed feelings. Um, you know, they feel that steel drums, they, they can be very proud of them when they see someone else who can make a living on it, mm -hmm. you know, like we can here in the States, they get a little bit jealous. But for the most part, they're very receptive and they're glad to see that their art, their art form is being enjoyed by more than just their own natives. Mm -hmm. Our uh, Trinidad uh, 
citizens beginning to, to travel, uh, to take the music abroad and give concerts abroad like some of the reggae people have been doing? Well, they're trying to. People like Bugsy, uh, Ray Holman, other artists like that who are good solo players are able to take just their instruments and go out and play with jazz artists and do things like that. It's, it's a very cumbersome and uh, time-consuming effort for them to take a full steel drum band from Trinidad and come to the States or go to Europe and tour because there's just so many instruments involved. You know, they need to take several hundred steel drums, pack them <laughs> up on a plane and, and go. Uh, Phase 2 did their tour last year of New York and it was, you know, cost several thousand dollars, you know, mm -hmm. hundreds of thousands mm -hmm. to, to make an effort like that. So solo artists are, are making an effort. Um, not only are the steel drummers from Trinidad making an effort to, to make the music known, Calypsonians like David Rudder are now traveling the world, and I even saw one of his discs offered in the, the, the disc club last week, so mm -hmm. we're starting to get more notoriety. Ah. Now, is steel drum music related to salsa in any way? Uh, not really. Salsa is more from uh, South America and Brazil's carnival in Rio. Uh, this Calypso is kind of its own form. Mm -hmm. uh, before we get uh, too far here on the program, I just wanted to thank Dr. Larry Snyder for founding this band here. also wanted to mention our tuner, who's Cliff Alexis. Okay. Uh, Cliff lives in DeKalb, Illinois, and he handcrafts all the instruments that we use, plus the ones that the university uses. And he's a real master tuner. He, uh, he can play, he can arrange, and he can make the steel drums. And if we, uh, we get his name <laughs> in here somewhere, I'm sure we get a phone call. <laughs> how, how often do you have to practice? Uh, Depends on how good you want to yeah. get. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, like so many musical instruments we hear that you, know, you have to practice uh, you know, three, four, five hours a day. Is it the same way with the steel drums? Sure. You know, there's that saying that what I, if I don't practice for one day, I know it. And if I don't practice for two <laughs> days, the rest of the guys know it. it uh, we have to be very careful with them, though, because they're a delicate instrument. We have special cases we put them in, and whenever we transport them, we have to be very careful not to bump them or drop them, because if we knock them out of tune, we've got to pack them up, drive to DeKalb, mm -hmm. sit in Cliff's basement, and, and let him bang on it with a hand. <laughs> and then go on our way. So we have to be very delicate with the instruments themselves. Mm -hmm. They're fine-tuned musical instruments, just like a, like a piano or a guitar. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, it's been a very, uh, very interesting uh, half hour and a very quick half hour. Um, it's amazing, uh, all the work that you put into this. And uh, I'm sure a lot of us had no idea that uh, steel drum band music was alive in the, in the Akron area. It's thriving. Any plans for the University of Akron to expand the program at all? Uh, well, I know we're getting some new instruments just this year. We're getting a, a, a new instrument called a quad, which is going to add to the voices of the steel drums. But as far as uh, I don't try and expand the band, I, I don't, I can't really see that happen. It's going to stay about 18 to 20 members, mm -hmm. just as many members as Dr. Snyder can teach in the percussion program. That's how many we'll have in the band. Mm -hmm. Very good. Well, I certainly want to thank you for uh, dropping by and. Uh, uh, giving us a little demonstration of steel band music here on higher ground, and we uh, wish the best of uh, success to you in the future. Thank you. Very good. We've been talking to Shelley Irvine of Tropical Winds, a section of the University of Akron steel band, and uh, we want to thank them once again for bringing all this equipment down and uh, playing for us and telling us about steel drum band music. I'm Ken Robinson, thanking you for watching Higher Ground. Hope you'll tune in next time on Warner Cable Channel 7, where we'll have another show for you. Thanks again for watching.